Psalm 73. This is actually notes that I've used before. I like, I like this for the new year, and kind of talking about resolve. I can see that we can tell more clearly now who the more spiritual spouses are in some families. Um, we had a couple of them saw this morning, well, I'm not going to stay, um, so good job. Um, Renee, she said, I'm going to even get out of town, I'm not, you know, but Miss uh, <coughs> Kathy's been trying to tell me about her for a while, but no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, Psalm 73, we're going to look at um, a resolution to have the right relationship with God. We talked this morning about the importance of obeying God to see the blessings and the rewards that we get because of our obedience. And, uh, but I just want to spend a couple minutes here this afternoon looking at our specifically our individual relationship with God. The <clears throat> Christian life is built around the relationship that we have with God. If we don't have a right relationship with God, nothing else is going to fall into place. Now, you say, okay, well, I know people who had either no relationship with God or did not have the right relationship with God, and they were in church for a long time, and eventually they left, but they were there for a while, sure. But I guarantee they got nothing, very little, out of going to church. They did it because they are trying to make someone else happy or whatever reason, they weren't, they weren't even doing that probably for the right reasons, uh, which it's better to be in church for the wrong reasons than to not be in church. I, I'm a firm believer that it's better to hear preaching than not hear preaching. But uh, uh, that being said, it's important that we have the right relationship with God, the relationship that He wants us to have. In Psalm 73, look in verse 22, it says, So foolish was I and ignorant, I was as a beast before thee, Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. That phrase in verse 28, it is good for me to draw near to God. We're going to kind of use that as our diving board this afternoon just to look at things that we can do to improve our relationship with God moving forward. Lord, help us, I do pray, as we look at these thoughts this afternoon. I know it won't take us much time, but I pray that in the short amount of time that we use, that, Lord, it'll be fresh. It's even things that I've talked about before, but God, I pray that it would be <clears throat> delivered to us uh, freshly today, that we can learn from it, and that we can truly understand the goodness of drawing close to you. So help us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Talk about a relationship with God. Step one, obviously, is having a relationship with God, starting the relationship with God. That starts at salvation. Um, so if a person's not saved, they're not going to have a great relationship with God. They can still do good, right? They can still be good people, good human beings, those sorts of things. But as far as having a relationship with God, it's not going to happen until you are saved. So I want us to look at just two things this afternoon, and, and they're not, I mean, they're relatively short. But number one, that God promises to do His part to keep and grow the relationship. When we struggle in our relationship with God, it's not because of God. It's because of me. It's because of us. 
God says in Hebrews 13 that he'll never leave us or forsake us. So he's there. He's always there. Actually, in um, Acts, it says, Acts 17, 27, that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after him or search for him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Uh, and so talking about the importance of seeking God, seeking a relationship with God, and the idea that he's right there. He's not far from us, but it's almost as a person in the dark is feeling around for something. Uh, you, know, until you know it's there. You just got to find out where it's at. You know it's somewhere in, in the arm reach of you, but you're going, like if you're coming back, uh, for me, if you're coming back from the restroom in the middle of the night, you know there's a dresser over here and a bed uh, footboard over here. One of them's going to get my toe. So I'm feeling around, right, making sure I don't hit it. Uh, that's the, the, in Acts, kind of what it's talking about, that they should uh, feel after him, search for him, even though he's not far. He's somewhere close. And uh, God says, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to be right here. Uh, I'm not moving. I'm not, I'm not hiding from you. I'm not going far away from you. I'm right here. And it's, it's now up to you to decide, am I going to find him or not? Am I going to seek him or not? Um, the Bible says in 1 John 4, 4, 10, uh, herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. He's there. He's not going anywhere. Uh, he's ready for the relationship and ready to be there to help you with it. In Colossians chapter 2, let's turn there. Colossians chapter 2. We are in Philippians this morning. It's right after that. Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, starting in verse 13 and then verse 14. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. He says, I'm going to do my part in the relationship. I'm going to forgive you. When you do wrong, I'm going to forgive you. One of the things that uh, uh, breaks up more relationships, friendship relationships, marital relationships, uh, uh, dating relationships, whatever it is, is because someone does something against the other person and that person can't get past it. And sometimes rightfully so, <laughs> to some degree, right? But there's always something that's done wrong and then they say, I can't, you know, I can't overlook that. And the relationship's over. God says, I'm going to do my part in the relationship. And I'm going to forgive you of your sins. I am going to blot out the ordinances that were against you. And I've nailed it all to the cross so it's done with. So when you come to me and you say, God, forgive me, I say yes. I say okay. I say right away. And so he says, I'm going to do my part to help this relationship. I'm going to wipe the slate clean no matter how many times I have to do that. And I'm not going to bring it back up again. I say, I know I've said it before, but if you're a Christian and you're carrying around a past sin, you haven't, you haven't taken care of it with God. Because when, or when you do, when you say, God, forgive me, and he says, yes, you got to get rid of it. You can't drag it around anymore. God says, I've forgotten it. Why haven't you? Too many people hold on to past sins for why they can't serve God today. And God says, hey, if I've forgiven you, let's go. Let's get, let's get with it. Um, <clears throat> so we see that here. Then in Psalm 103, verse 12, he says, As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he, God, removed our transgressions from us. He says, I'm going to do my part for the relationship. 
and to know that we have a, uh, if I can use the word partner, that will not leave us, that will not hold grudges against us, that will not beat us over the head over past problems, that will love us unconditionally, that will forgive us, then we know on that side of the relationship, he's always where he needs to be. All right, so now what? Now let's focus on ourselves. So we see that God's going to do his part. He promises to do his part to keep and grow the relationship. Number two is what can I do? What can I do to grow my relationship with God? And we talked about some of this this morning, so we won't spend a lot of time on it. But I've got, they're lettered, one, two, three, four, five, six, six things uh, there. All right, number one is talk to him regularly, pray. Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Uh, pray a lot, pray often, pray all the time. Pray in the morning, pray in the evening, pray at mealtime, pray throughout the day, pray at work when you're frustrated, pray at work when you're happy, pray at uh, pray when you're tired, pray when you're wide awake, pray. Talk to God. Talk to Him regularly. Number two, listen to God. Listen to God. The Bible says uh, that He speaks to us sometimes in a... Sometimes we're too busy yapping to hear. Take some time to be quiet and listen to what God has to say. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Stop. Be quiet. Rest. Listen, and then watch, know, feel, understand that He is God. So we've got to talk to God, we have to listen to God to improve our relationship with Him. Number three, we have to take, uh, get sin taken care of. First uh, John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, I, I go back to this. this is, I don't know why, but in the last two months, this verse just became incredibly real to me. Um, and I promise I wasn't in some deep sin or anything like that. But it just, I don't know, it hit me one day. I, was, I think I had it in a sermon. And I just started thinking on that for a little bit. And I was like, how, how relieving, relieving is that? How, how much relief does it give me to know that every time I go to God and confess my sin to Him, He says, you're forgiven? And not only that you're forgiven, but... I've cleansed you from it all. We look at Psalm, Psalm 51, and <clears throat> David in many different ways says, cleanse me, wash me, uh, purify me, restore me, all those kinds of things. And I just sit there thinking, God does that. Anytime that I go to him, anytime that I sin, and I say, God, forgive me, and I, and I mean it. I'm just not saying the words, God, forgive me. It's me asking God to truly forgive me. God says, I'll do it every single time. There, there have been times in my life where I go, God, I know... <laughs> I know I just asked you this two days ago, uh, but God, would you please forgive me for this? And, and there are times where if, if you're like me, and maybe you're not, but I, I tend to think that a lot of people are similar to me in many ways, where it's like after the third or fourth or fifth or sixth time that I'm saying, God, please forgive me of this sin because I committed it again. And I'm sitting there going, why would God forgive me of this? Clearly, I've not made the necessary changes. Clearly, I'm not getting any better. Clearly, I'm just going to keep on doing this. And then I, this verse, again, it just became real to me where it's like, if I truly want forgiveness and understand that I, I sinned and I need forgiveness, and I say, God, forgive me, he says, okay. And it's not like, you know, somebody in my family 
<laughs> likes to uh, converse after the I'm sorry. Right? So, hey, I'm sorry. Well, you understand that you did this. And, you know, and it's like, just say thank you. I forgive you. Um, <laughs> it's, it, there's, that's what God does. God, you say, God, and, you, and, and again, you mean it. You say, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. God doesn't go, well, you said that last week. No, he says, okay, you're forgiven. Maybe you were already all on this verse before me, but for me, it was, it's life-changing. I don't feel bad asking God for forgiveness. I feel bad for the sin. I don't feel bad asking God for forgiveness. And to know that, and to, to claim this truth that God says, I forgive you, and now I can live freely with no shame and no guilt. It's life-changing. If you want a relationship with God, if you want to better your relationship with God, you have to get sin taken care of. You can't have the right relationship with God if you don't have sin taken care of. Uh, number four, <clears throat> the most important point of the sermon, and I'm somewhat kidding, go to church. Um, Hebrews 10, 25 is the verse we always come to. Not forsaking as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. There is so much that God has created within the church. He's created teaching so that we can understand God's word. But he's created a, a family, a team, uh, people that come together and work together. They encourage one another. They pray for one another. They love one another. They fellowship one with another. And there's so much that you get by being a part of church that you cannot get anywhere else. A phone call or a text message, or an email, or a social media message is not the same thing as looking at someone in the eyeballs and saying, I'm praying for you. But you got to be there <laughs> so people can do that. I hope that we're still praying for each other even when we're not present. But God says, I have established the church. I have built the church. And we're going to look at this in the coming months. But he says, I have built this church in a, in a way that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. You say, well, the church is the people. Well, great. Are you part of the people? If you're at home for, I'm going to say a number, and you're going to be like, okay, all I got to do is meet that number. Uh, if you're at home for 30 weeks out of the year, that's 30 weeks that, and, and depending on circumstances, that's 30 weeks that you weren't doing what God wanted you to do to help you build a relationship with him. And so, you see the importance of this. And I, again, as a pastor, it's funny. When pastors talk about giving or going to church, everybody's, not everybody, but a lot of people will be like, what's he want? Um, you know, it's not about me. It's not about anybody else in the room. It's about you and God and your relationship with him. And if you want a relationship with God, you cannot forsake the, the people that God has asked you to be a part of, that God has called you to be a part of. If we're going to grow a relationship, we've got to be where and when and how God wants us to be. Talk to Him. Listen to Him. Get sin taken care of. Go to church. And these aren't necessarily in order of importance, by the way. Uh, number four, study the Bible on your own. Study the Bible on your own. You have to come to church to learn the Bible. But there's a, 
a number of other days in the week that you're not at church. You need to be reading and studying. There's a difference between reading and studying, by the way. If you're like me and you're trying to be um, dedicated and committed to reading your Bible, you find a time for it, right? You find a time. You have to make a time. And, uh, and so in doing so, you sit down. Maybe you do it in the morning. The morning's a great time, great way to start your day or whatever. But for me, I have a limited amount of time because I don't like to get up super early. Um, it's just a personal preference. Um, you know, I, I get up early enough to get ready for work and to sit and have some time before work. I don't get up and rush off to work. Uh, which, by the way, is a great, great way to live is then you're not late. <laughs> uh, I give myself a buffer, right? A buffer. So if I sleep in, I still have some time. Uh, anyways, that's, that's not Bible. That's just personal. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a limited amount of time, though. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever. So you can read your Bible in that amount of time. You're not going to do a whole lot of studying in that amount of time. You can study, but you won't get a whole lot of it accomplished in 10, 15 minutes. I'm not saying you have to sit, sit down for an hour a day and study your Bible. It would be great if you did. I promise it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a waste of time. Um, I don't know. How, I, you know. Maybe you watch TV at night. Maybe you play on your phone at night, whatever it is. If you just take a portion of that and turn it into study time, it, it changes a lot for you. But that being said, here's what I'm trying to get to. I'm not against television. I'm not against sitting around with the family and, and relaxing. I'm not against any of that. Um, and I don't think God is either, as long as we're doing what God wants us to do. So in studying the Bible, it is, it, it's taking a specific time to focus in on what is God saying. So I read it, I pray on it, asking God to give me what it means. I can, I can research it. I can go to a Bible commentary. I can find a sermon that's preaching on the topic or on the verse. I can ask someone to study with me. There's all kinds of different ways I can go about it. But taking some time to actually try to digest what it means. In, uh, in Greek class in college, and I don't recommend it, uh, but in Greek class in college, we had to diagram verses like you diagram sentences. Break it down, understand the subject of the verse and the, the, the verb of the verse and the adjectives describing what and what's it all uh, going together because the Greek it, it's you know it, it is what we're reading in the English but uh, again I've talked about this before get a Strong's Concordance it, it'll, it's great uh, get get a way to, to have the Greek words in front of you where I have to do is click a button and it tells you here's what the Greek word means because it's, it's a little deeper than the, the English gives us what we need God gives us what we need in our English Bible I'm not saying it's not sufficient I'm just saying that it's neat to understand a little deeper anyways study Study, take some time, figure it out. Maybe you're studying once a week. I think it's great to study more than that, but maybe it's once a week where you're going to take a portion of time, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it may be. Some verses aren't as, uh, aren't as hard to study as other verses. Take a chapter, maybe take a psalm and just study it. A proverb, oh, proverb's great. Uh, and just study it. Uh, know what it means. Ask God to give you the help. Study into it. Dive a little deeper than just reading through it. Um, you know, a lot of people try to read through the Bible in a year, which is great. I'm not opposed to it. Um, uh, again, I read too slow to accomplish that visually. I can do it audioly, but uh, Cherith posted a great thing the other day about how long it takes to listen to the Bible. Uh, but anyways, uh, you know, you need to make sure that you're reading it, you're hearing it regularly, 
but take time to study it as well. Um, 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman, that means work goes into it, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, if you listen to just a random sermon online, you just pull it up and say, I'm going to listen to this guy because it's on YouTube. Um, you're not guaranteed that they're rightly dividing the word of truth. Maybe there are things in your life that you've always quoted Bible, and when you take the time to study it, you'll realize I've not been right in how I've been using that verse. That's not what it means. Um, you know, we use that, that verse this morning in the sermon, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You know, you take a little time to get into it, you realize it doesn't mean always what you've heard it as. Or maybe how you've even used it. Acts 17, 11 says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they, they received the word with all readiness of mind, and they searched the scriptures daily, whether those things were so. They heard it preached, they received it, and then they studied it to make sure that it's right. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, Prove all things, meaning to the word of God. Hold fast to that which is good. Keep that which is right, which is good, uh, and, and get rid of everything that's not. Number five, lastly, trust him. It's easy to say, hard to do. Trust him. It shouldn't be hard to do. But for whatever reason, we seem to struggle with this a lot. Proverbs 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understandings. If you ever have feel like God has told you to do something, and you say, I don't understand why I would do that. Go to Proverbs 3, 5. You're not leaning on your own understandings. You're just going to trust God. Think about the times that God, God told Moses, what do you want Moses to do? Moses goes, I can't do that. God says, I know, but I can. Go do it. Told Abraham things, and Abraham goes, I don't understand how that would work. God says, I don't care. Do it. Now, if a pastor says, when you say, I don't understand why we would do that, and he goes, don't worry about it. I told you to do it, do it. That's, that's not great. Um, but if God says, do this, and you go, I don't understand why, it doesn't matter. Do it anyways. Trust in him. Trust that he knows what he's talking about. Ephesians 3.20, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. If he can do so much more than what I can even think, trust him this church it's so funny uh i wish i don't think i have i've got a paper that has all the preliminary stuff uh, original conversation i had with jeremy Rowland when i was sitting in my office in indiana and he was telling me all the legal things i needed to get done to start a church and all that kind of stuff i have that but i don't think i have anything written out of the early days of the planning of the church and and uh but we got here and man nothing went as planned but god said do this and we had to say it wasn't on our list, but okay. And it worked out. It's still working out. <laughs> trust God. He's able to do more than you can even imagine. So trust him. A dad and son were out hiking, and uh, the, the, the dad heard a voice that said, Dad, catch me! And he looked up, and his son was flying through the air towards him. Not smart on the boy's end. But our Heavenly Father will catch us. It's the kind of faith, the kind of trust that we have to have in God. To know that He's not going to fail. To know that He is strong enough, that He is, um, I'll use the word wealthy enough, that He is 
uh, uh, able to do anything. We have to trust Him to do so. He's always there for us. We serve a God that can not fail. Seems like a good God to trust. <laughs> James 4, 8, draw nigh to God and He will draw nigh to you. We need to get the right relationship with God. We have to know who God is. And the only way we can do that is through the scriptures, both personal and corporate, if I can use that word, time together. That's how we know what God says. God established, created, made the church. And I believe God has placed each of us within this church on purpose. So let's follow him, let's trust him, let's grow our personal relationship with him as we move forward in the new year. Next week we'll look at the vision for the year. Some of it you'll already know, some of it is different or new as well. I'm very excited about some of the stuff on the calendar um, that was not on the calendar back when we presented the, the um, theme back in August or September, whenever we did that, September I guess. Um, but I'm really excited about it. But it's going to take commitment. It's going to take uh, the church being the church. It's going to take you and I being the right Christian. I've got some goals this year, and if God sees fit to accomplish those goals, they are my goals, but uh, if God sees fit to accomplish them, um, it'll be just incredibly exciting. And if he doesn't, then we know that whatever he has planned is great also. But I'm telling you, and I'll say it again next week, it's, it's going to depend on you. It's going to depend on me being what we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to be. So let's have the right relationship. And we can say, well, I've got other relationships I need to improve also, and I'm sure we do. But let's make sure that we get this one settled first. Um, because, by the way, if you have a right relationship with God, you're going to have to have a right relationship with other people. Um, it'll help you in your marriage, it'll help you in your friendships, it'll help you at work, whatever. It'll do it all for you, it'll help you. So um, let's have the right relationship with God. Let's just do better, be committed to be better, uh, to be more obedient, maybe is a better, better way to put it, to be more obedient in the new year and, and um, watch God work as we've seen Him work before. But I, I believe we're at that point now as a church where it's time for us to go forward. And I'm excited about it. And I hope that you are too. And I promise you'll be more excited about it if you come next week and, uh, and hear what the Lord has for us. So uh, I hope that you will be and encourage others to be here as well. That'll be a good time. Let's pray and then we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you for doing your part in our relationship. Never leaving, never forsaking, um, always forgiving, always loving. God, help us to do our part. We know, we know the basic steps. We know what we need to do. So, Lord, help us to do it. Uh, help us to come to you and, and ask for forgiveness when it's needed. And, Lord, help us to stay faithful uh, to what you have for us. Grow us this year individually. Grow us closer to you. And, uh, God, that we can look back on the year of 2022 and just it be a year of growth um, where we've, we finally gave up the things that were our own satisfactions, and, Lord, we trusted and leaned on you. So, Lord, we pray that you'd help us. Uh, help us as we prepare for next week and, uh, and have the vision 
casted for us. Lord, I pray that we would uh, be unified in it and that we would move forward together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thanks for being here today. Uh,